Ron Shera here with my daughter, Laura Shera. Again, we are hosting the 2022 Game Fair coming up in August. So we're going to highlight what's new this year, what favorites are back, and our favorite Game Fair stories after, what, 40 years, Laura? Yes, 40 years. Come join us at Game Fair. Come visit Oliver Kelly Farm near Elk River, where you can learn about the past and present of agriculture in Minnesota on a real working 1860s farm. Explore the historic homestead of Oliver H. Kelly, founder of the first successful national farming organization, and get up close with the animals, gardens, fields, and nature areas. Step back in time and experience life on a farm over 150 years ago. Learn more at mnhs.org slash kellyfarm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. I'm Laura Shera, along with my dad, Ron Shera, today. Dad, how are you doing? I'm so happy to be your daddy. Oh, well, I'm so happy that you are my dad. And it's so fun to do a podcast together. It's been a while. It has been. And we're going to talk about a very special event. Well, what is it? What's the event coming up? Well, I've only been to it 40 years. <laughs> well, hopefully you remember what it's about. <laughs> it's the 2022 Game Fair. Now, a lot of people say, what's that? Is it about Monopoly? No. Is it about uh, merry-go-rounds? No. It's just Game Fair. It's about um, an outdoor ex- exhibition of outdoors with dogs and trick shooters, and exhibitors, etc., and it all coming up this year, uh, 2022, August 12th through the 14th, and August 19th through the 21. Six big days, two big weekends, and um, we're going to take a look today about uh, what's new, what's back, and a few old tales uh, from Game Fair, right? That's right, and well, Game Fair originated, you know, it's it's hard to explain what Game Fair is until you actually attend it. So Game Fair is similar to what they used to do in Europe back in like the early 1900s as far as showing off their hunting skills, their dog trial, field trial skills. Is that correct? That's where it originated this whole Game Fair concept. It did, and uh, it actually still goes on on in Europe. Uh, But Chuck and Lorelei Delaney, who own the property where Game Fair is being held at Armstrong Ranch Kennels. Uh, Lorelei was a world-class trap shooter, and they were in England, and England was having its Game Fair. So they went to it and watched uh, people training dogs, working, maybe not necessarily training dogs, but talking about how to train or doing dog tests. Uh, they had people, how to sharpen knives, and just all kinds of skill exhibitions, etc., And it dawned on them that that could really work in Minnesota. So they came back and developed the concept of a Minnesota version of Game Fair and started it 40 years ago. So Game Fair is held outside, which is nice. It makes it different than um, your traditional... Um, you know, sports shows, et cetera, which are in, you know, convention centers and things. So this is outside. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. It covers 60 acres of land. You are welcome to bring your dog, which I think is, for me personally, is one of the coolest parts of Game Fair, is everybody's welcome to bring your dog. Small, large, hunting breeds, non-hunting breeds. Whatever, yeah. Poodles to 
giant uh, Great Danes. <laughs> you see everything there. But the reason being is that they have in um, alignment with what a true game fair was over in Europe, they have a lot of fun doggy games, as they call them, which are similar to what you'd see at field trials, but this is not a field trial. This is just for fun, for awards. You win, can win some free dog food. Long so jumps, uh, speed retrieves. They have like blind that. retrieves. Right. They have shed hunting. You can test your dog in shed hunting. I think it's a dollar to bring your dog, see if they can do some shed hunting. Um, and so that's part of, I think, the uniqueness of Game Fair is that it's outside plus all the dogs. Right, and uh, what was the... the doggy game where uh, the dog scurries through things and uh, obstacle course oh uh, agility agility yes yeah, that's they have a lot agility of fun. demonstrations that's a lot of fun to watch yes. as well as well as put your dog into it i don't know if they allow dogs in the agility ring yeah they do they do yeah well because when i wanted to try bacon through the agility course um they are really particular about if dogs are going to lift their legs on the equipment there oh so well, I don't know, Dad. Maybe I don't know. Changed. They have they unless your dog's gonna wear a diaper, I don't think they're gonna let your dog in the agility yeah. course. We'll see what Bacon <laughs> put up with that. By the way, as we as you explained, it's difficult to uh, explain what Game Fair is. Um, their website is uh, www.gamefair.com. Gamefair.com for more information. Yeah. So anyway, um, you mentioned the dogs, and and you're right. There's very few places where you're invited to bring your dog. So that makes it unique. Um, people also can walk in with their shotguns in a case because they're shooting games there too, which is unique as well. Um, and there are a lot of seminars on how to be a better shot. If you know, for females right. and for males, there's um, some trap shooting going on, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, you're welcome to bring your shotgun. They'll store it for you so you don't have to carry it around all day. But there's also a lot of um, vendors there that you're able to test out um, new shotguns. If you're looking for a sporting gun or a field gun, they have a lot of different options there. In fact, that is where I first tried my new Siren shotgun, which I finally um, really? have. have. Can you hit anything with that thing? I can. Oh. Because before I was struggling, Dad, as you know, and we're not going to get into that. Because um, <laughs> well, I know that could be a full hour well, podcast. Let's, let's concentrate on just how good a <laughs> shot you really are here. I mean, you know, really. Well, uh, let me just explain some of my struggles that I've had. And I, I actually did a podcast. Do we have time podcast. for this? Well, it's going to be this? short and sweet. Okay. But um, I've shared numerous times that um, trying to get a gun that fits properly for me has been a little bit of a struggle. Because I originally tried... Um, a regular quote unquote men's shotgun and had it um, shimmed and worked with a gunsmith and it still wasn't really fitting correctly because it was a semi-auto and I think the plastic, you weren't really able to shave the comb down, whatever. And then I went to the youth model thinking that would be a better fit for me. And in fact, that was too short and too small because I am five, six. So I am a little bit too tall for that type of gun. So I was struggling with that. And I was at Game Fair, and I was in the Arns and Arms tent by chance, and somebody there was an expert with Siren, which is a brand new female-only shotgun company. And they are out of Italy, Italy excuse me, part of Cesar uh, Guarini. And they just said, hey, why don't you shoulder this, you know, see how it feels. And I was like, wow, this feels like a glove at the moment. And she's like, well, come over here to the, to the trap range, and we'll take a couple rounds with it to see how it feels just for fun. And I really wanted to... Um, take it for a spin. So we did. And I hit both clays right away, which, um, it would I, even shock me, you know, I know. Right. <laughs> easy. Yeah, I know. Easy. I know. I, I'm, I'm getting too uh, rough now. 
However, um, that was where I, um, because of all the, the options there, I swear I found my siren shotgun. And I love that gun. It fits like a glove. So well, there's a lot of things for women there, too. Yeah, the lesson is uh, you, can, you can get these things at Game Fair. Um, but that's, that's part of the, the attraction of Game Fair is you can try stuff. You can, uh, if, if you're wondering about how to sharpen a knife, they have people selling knife sharpening devices. You can try. It's just a lot, a lot of things. We'll get into more of that. But I want to get back to these dogs because there are five to 6,000 dogs come there over the six days. And I can tell you that over the 40 years I've been there, I can think of maybe three dog fights. And I go, whoa. So why is that? How come you can have all these dogs here? They're all on leashes, of course, but you can have all these dogs. And sometimes the owners don't pay any attention. They're looking at something. Their dog is looking at another dog, and they're not paying attention. Why aren't there more fights? And the dog trainer, who I respect, said to me, and I totally agree with him, he said, this is because every dog there is on neutral ground. It is not their place, and they don't feel threatened, uh, just the situation. And so nobody wants to be King Kong there. So consequently, they might you might see... If, very seldom, a growl. That's very seldom. You might see a hair raised on the back a little bit, but for the most part, um, there's there's no there's no, there's no fights. In fact, I'll say this: years and years ago, my black lab was laying at my feet at the information center. There's a curtain goes down in front of the table, so nobody could see where I was sitting, or they couldn't see the fact that my lab was laying at my feet underneath the table. When a little dog stuck his nose under there, and my dog, my lab says, what's that? Boom. Well, there's a well-behaved dog. And <laughs> caught, some, <laughs> caught some, some stitches. Well, if you remember, I was just... <laughs> I grew up at Game Fair pretty much. My sister and I, my dad's been emceeing it for all, are we at 41 years? 40. 40 yeah. years. And so my sister and I were dropped off basically in the morning and let loose to run wild around Game Fair all day long until about six o'clock at night. So we just show up at my dad's side for cash, for food, and then leave again. So we would take his dog on walks. We would, and we had before, this is before Ravens. So right. this dog, I believe his name was Kyla. Exactly right. And I had Kyla at one point and she got into a little fight. We talk about no fights and whose dogs fighting our old lab was the one that was in trouble a lot. But, um, she got into a little snarl when I had her and I was terrified because of course I was little, but, um, you're right. You don't see a lot of, a lot of dog fights. Um, uh, what you do see, and if you're going to bring your dog to game fair, if it is a very hot day, please be mindful. If your dog has long hair, we have had some heat stroke out there though with, with dogs on really hot days and not making sure that your dog is uh, cooling down. So there are places, plenty of places for water. Game Fair is located on a lake. You can send your dog in the lake. There are kiddie pools that they fill with water to get your dog feet wet. There's hoses. You can actually hose your dog down. But just to be mindful that you're paying attention to um, some heat signs 
Uh, specifically, you know, we have a vet that is at the information center, and he is always there to uh, help answer any questions for free, Dr. Dennis Gallenberg. And he always said when the, if your dog, and this is a good tip for anybody during the summer, if your dog's tongue is starting to get a little thick in the back, like when they're panting, and really? then you notice that it's thick, that is the first sign that they are already on their way to heat stroke. Hmm. So hunting in the hunting field, that's a good tip. Also, if they get a little foamy around the edges of the back of their mouth, that's another sign that they are a little bit in distress. So those are the things to look out for before your dog gets in serious trouble because the vet did say that once they are beyond that point, it is really challenging to bring them back and they can go down real quick. We're talking about a great outdoor event in Minnesota, Game Fair, coming up, uh, the 2022 version uh, it's coming up here August 12th through the 14th and August 19th through the 21st at Armstrong Ranch Kennels, just outside of Anoka off Highway 10, Armstrong Boulevard. Laura, we're going to continue our chat about Game Fair, but I think it's time we take a little break and hear from some of our great sponsors. Hewitt Docks, Lifts, and Pontoon Legs began in a small south-central Minnesota town with a mission to make dock install and removal easier by inventing the Rolla Dock. Well, now the company has evolved to provide everything you might need to improve your lake time. In addition to the classic Rolla Dock or the new Ultra Dock system, Hewitt offers all-terrain staircases, gangways, canopies, and lifts, along with any accessory you might need. Celebrate 50 years of business with us. Go to HewittRad.com to enter for a chance to win a free dock and monthly prizes. Hewitt Docks, lifts, and pontoon legs. Work hard, play harder. You deserve a Hewitt. Hey, it's my turn to talk about the greatest drinking water, bathing water, water period I have in my home, all brought to me by the Connecticut water system. Kinetico. I've had it for years. Uh, you've heard me perhaps boasting about it before. Uh, Kinetico, I can't speak highly enough of it. Um, just from the top, no electricity. That's good. Uses very little salt. And just a little background, uh, where I live along the Rum River, north of Anoka, uh, the water when I bought that home, uh, full of iron, stained everything, uh, and it didn't smell very good either. Uh, the Connecticut folks came in, put a system in there. Uh, all of the iron stain went away. The odor went away. And in, and in its place, I ended up with great drinking water right at the at the uh, kitchen sink uh, or great water for showers, etc. I just can't say enough about Connecticut. So check them out at... Uh, Connecticut.com. Did you know that a propane gas... Furnace lifespan averages 20 years, while electric heat pumps only last about 14 years. And propane furnaces work in all temperatures while delivering warm and consistent heat in your home. Why buy two heating systems when propane furnace can do it all? Lasts longer, works better, and costs less. These things and more are being done today with propane, the right energy right now. All right, welcome back to the second edition, uh, second portion, I guess I should say, of the Minnesota Bound podcast. Laura Shera, my lovely daughter, and yours truly. Talking about Game Fair. Game Fair, as, uh, in case you're just joining us, coming up this summer, 2022, August 12th to 14th, August 19th through 21st at Armstrong Ranch Kennels, north of Anoka. And Laura, one of the things that uh, 
I've enjoyed over the years is that one of the most popular exhibitions at Game Pair is a trick shooter. And there have been several of them over the years uh, doing amazing things. As I like to say, I've had the privilege of introducing them all, but I like to say they do magic with a shotgun. And for the last couple of years, we've had a trick shooter by the name of Travis Mears. He's a, he's a good old Texas boy. And uh, my gosh, you know, he can, he can jump up and down on a trampoline and still hit the birds. Uh, he can shoot behind his head, behind, from his hip, under, between his legs, whatever. Uh, and, and he can make a salad with his shotgun with watermelons, cabbage, and everything else. But anyway, it's, it's uh, free, of course, to, to go watch him. He performs twice a, a day uh, at Game Fair. But uh, truly, if you want to see magic with a shotgun, somebody who makes shooting clay birds so easy, uh, you go, wow, I, can, can I do that? And uh, usually the answer is no, you can't. That is true. Travis Mears is fascinating to watch, and you're spot on when you say that they make it look so easy. They'll throw four clays with their hand up into the air, and then they grab their shotgun, and they're able to hit all four of them while they're dropping. And a couple years ago, I went out with the Gould brothers. They're also trick shooters, and they're local. And I did a story for Minnesota Bound on, um, on trick shooting, and they tried to teach me how to do a trick shot, the easiest one in the book. And um, basically where you throw one clay and you take your shotgun and you shoot it from your hip. And I think we were there like 45 minutes. I couldn't do it. I was so close, but you think it's right there that you can, you'd be so easy to hit one and it's really challenging. So you don't realize their level of talent and their skill until you try something, probably one of the easiest shots they have. And then um, you realize when they're out there, you know, throwing charcoal from a charcoal bag and with their hands and all of a sudden they're hitting five pieces of charcoal or even one piece of charcoal and they hit it six times in a row. Right. You're like, okay, <laughs> they've got some talent. This is how I know we're related, Laura, because years ago, uh, the first trick shooter at Game Fair was named John Satterwhite. And I'm like you, when he was done one day, I wandered down there because I was introducing him and then saying, hey, give a nice big hand to John. Anyway. So he and I are down there, and I said, you know, that's shooting from the hip. I could do so that. Easy. He says, well, here, hand me a shotgun. And he even threw the clay bird just right out in front of me. He says, now, now shoot it from the hip. I was like you. I didn't shoot for 45 minutes, but I, I shot about 10 shots, never hit that bird. I go, he says, just point your finger. You know, they make it look so simple because he could throw one up over here, over there, out in front, way up high, and smash them all the time with from the hip anyway. well, and they take their gun and they put it they shoot from behind they'll put it over their head and lean back and they're hitting things <laughs> and like where you just wonder what is the learning curve on that how long did it take them to learn all of these things so um and travis is the nicest nicest guy if you stop him afterwards and ask him questions on his ability his talent where he learned it how does he do it he'd be more than happy to talk with you well, I think he also, uh, maybe, you know, he adds things, takes things out of his act. But at one time he had, uh, you know, he was shooting something behind him, his shotgun's on his shoulder, and he's looking in a mirror. And wow. And somebody throw it up behind him, and he can hit it by looking in the mirror. So That's incredible. That's like the Tiger Woods level of shotgun shooting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put and it. And you don't realize it until you really see it with your own eyes. And you really don't realize it until you try it yourself. <laughs> You know, we uh, we haven't mentioned archery yet, uh, yes. Laura, and um, 
There are archery, archery equipment there. There's archery shooting for kids. Um, and there's a contest uh, that anybody can get into uh, shooting at uh, an arrow at 100 yards, um, breaking a balloon or whatever. And if you qualify, you can come and, uh, and get into the finals and win $100 by hit. Is it only a hundred? I think it's like a thousand or something. I don't know. Well, let's just give out crazy numbers. We'll use some there. of your salary there to raise it up. Doris, <laughs> we don't know how much cash you're going to win, but you're going to win cash. Exactly. That, another thing that, um, which is a big, you know, unique thing about Game Fair is the amount of raffles and drawings and things people are giving away, and a oh, lot yeah. of it, like Ducks Unlimited, does a huge raffle. Of course, raising money for Ducks Unlimited, but they are giving away like. Epic prizes. We're talking about Benelli shotguns, Berettas, you know, all sorts of um, really unique prizes, including wildlife art. Um, and so there's lots of, a lot of opportunities to win a lot of really cool prizes at the same time of donating to some great causes. And speaking of wildlife art, that's a whole nother part of Game Fair. Yes, in the, in the art barn, or the brown art barn building, we call it. Yes, yeah. there's wildlife artists painting. Um, Michael C will be there. He's one of Minnesota's great wildlife artists. There's a whole incredible art room full of art there. Plus, decoy carvers are carving right in front of the art barn, where you can watch exactly. the world champion decoy carvers. Right, they're there, like carving decoys. Everything you want or love about the outdoors is at Game Fair. There are also champion duck and goose callers there. No, not you're not one of them, but I know you've tried. And uh, yeah, well, I'm close. <laughs> I'm yeah. close, you know, if you watch that episode. But you can learn. Sounds almost can, close can, to a cat, but You can fine. learn there. You can yes, learn. Yeah. you can learn. They have um, the duck and goose calling um, championship in the contest. They have a youth contest. They have adult contest. Right. Um, again, that's sponsored by Ducks Unlimited. And I believe those people go on to, one of those goes on to the the championship in Stuttgart. Stuttgart, Arkansas. Arkansas. Exactly. So it's a real deal. It is the real deal. Absolutely. And there's a place called Waterfall Hill. That's the name of it. That's because of all of the waterfowl-related exhibits, like uh, I don't know so many people made duck calls, but they do, uh, or sell decoys, all kinds of things, including Ducks Unlimited's up there. And we haven't talked about seminars yet, uh, Laura, because uh, there are fishing experts. Steve Carney gives a fishing seminar. Uh, there are a number of wonderful dog training seminars. You can just sit and listen and learn all kinds of tips from some of the best dog trainers in the country. Tom Dockin and others are there uh, from topics about how to start your puppy training, uh, from housebreaking to whatever. Blind retreats, e-collar yeah. training, how to train. They're doing the drone thing with, you know, training oh, yeah. people how to use a drone, I guess. To That's a little do. advanced. That is advanced. It's a little complicated. <laughs> but, hey, it's there. Um, yeah, there's a lots of, and there's things for pointing dogs and, um, of course, flushing retrievers and things like that. But one of my favorite, uh, hunting companions at Game Fair, which I think makes it most unique is the falconry tent. Is what? The falconry tent. Oh, yes. So they have... Frank Taylor. Yes. Frank Taylor is there with his friends and there is a, all sorts of different falcons there and, you know, falconry... A lot of people don't know. Falconry is thousands of years old. Of I had to look it up. They have found suggestions. They found art of falconry that may have begun, earliest accounts, I guess, dating around 2000 BC. 
That's how old falconry is, wow. which is pretty incredible. And Frank Taylor's been in falconry many, many years. Only a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank comes up uh, ahead of the, uh, we have a big audience there for the waiting for the trick shooter. So we do a doggy parade of all the different dog breeds that are there. And then uh, Frank comes up holding a red tail hawk. Uh, uh, Mims is the do- uh, hawk's name. It's, and he, he hunts with it. He says, because... Uh, Mims is better at catching rabbits than he is with a shotgun, which is kind of a joke. But anyway, so my joke when I introduce him is uh, saying he's with a chicken hawk. And and the audience laughs, Frank laughs. But in truth, we make sure people know this. Uh, there's no such thing as a chicken hawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, now the, reason I, the reason I use that joke is because my father, bless his soul, uh, Every hawk in the air was a chicken hawk. I mean, back then they lived on the farm and chickens were free-roaming chickens and uh, you did not like hawks because they would nail one. And uh, that's how you got your eggs and your meat. And so every hawk was a chicken hawk and worthy of dying. But uh, so it's a joke. There's no such thing as a chicken hawk out there, folks. But this red-tailed hawk is a wonderful bird to uh, look at up close. They Laura, have a lot of different breeds of falcons there too. At one, one year they had a golden eagle. And mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to see a golden eagle in person, that is incredible. Their wingspan is over like eight feet. Yeah, They're huge. Exactly huge. Uh, and I don't know if the golden eagle is there every year, but one year they did have one there. And a lot of sometimes they'll bring birds that are in rehabilitation that will be sent back out to the wild and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, that's like such a cool part of game fair. And a lot of people aren't able to get that close to falcons and you get really close. You'll be able to see how they work with them. And um, that's such a unique thing to see up close. It's pretty By the cool. way, uh, golden eagles, there aren't many of them in Minnesota, but there are a few uh, that winter in this southeast part of the state. So it's kind of nice to know. When I was just in Alaska, we were taking a quick helicopter tour of the Matanuska Glacier. We got to see all 27 miles pretty much. And right above us in the middle of nowhere, soaring so high up in the air was a golden eagle. And cool. even then it looked huge. Let's take another break. And when we come back, we, we haven't mentioned the great food at Game Fair. All those and, walleye you have to catch, Dad, for yeah, the I fish know. fry. I mean, you it's got of, you better get busy. You got work pressure. to do. A lot yeah. of pressure, Laura, and uh, and tell the folks where they can find uh, you and me. So, so anyway, we'll be back with more of the Minnesota Bound podcast right after this from more great sponsors. Hey, everybody! Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. It's time to plan your fall hunt in North Dakota. Get this: with an estimated three point four million breeding ducks, North Dakota's central region is prime habitat for hunting waterfowl. In fact, right now, the state's breeding duck index sits 38% above the long-term average. And the water's up, too. The spring water index is up 616% over 2021. That's a good thing. Now, when you consider that North Dakota has approximately 700,000 acres of private land open to public walk-in hunting, guess what? You've got an outdoor oasis. For the latest information about public hunting lands and private land open to sportsmen and women, visit North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Bag your limit this fall in North Dakota. Visit LegendaryND.com. 
Hi there, Ron Shera here for Star Bank. If you're putting your money into mega banks down the street, who knows where that money's being used? Bank locally. Keep your money local with a community bank that actually cares about you, your family, your business, and your goals. Check out the bank we use at Minnesota Bound. Try Minnesota's own Star Bank. You can find them online at starbank.net. When you call Star Bank, you actually hear a real living person answering the phone. StarBank has 10 convenient locations around Minnesota to serve you and all the mobile banking products that you need to manage your money. Check out all that StarBank has to offer at StarBank.net. Welcome back to the Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the stories. I'm Laura Scherer, hanging out with my dad, Ron Scherer. Today we are talking about Game Fair. It's an outdoor festival coming up August 12th, 13th, 14th, also on August 19th, 20th, and 21st. It is the 40th year of Game Fair, and um, there are so many things to do at Game Fair that we just don't even have enough time to cover them all. And you know, you mentioned the fact that when you were a little girl that you hung out there, because I was there, and you and your sister Simone, uh, you you left out part of the story because as you got a little bit older, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, uh, you were hired by Game Fair to scoop ice cream and you did it so well that your nickname became uh, scoop yeah scoop laura and then <laughs> and it you... wasn't for pooping scooping thank god it was only for scooping ice cream <laughs> well we had there were pooper scoopers there were on the they... ground <laughs> these were uh, more, i didn't have that job thank these goodness. were more like guys like our producer uh, intelligence who would were paid <laughs> to go around and pick up uh, dog droppings anyway um laura uh, showed up one time with the fancy jeans, you know, you pay extra for that have all kinds of holes in them. Oh gosh! And uh, Chuck Delaney, the owner of Game Fair, looked at that. Let's uh, just say Chuck Delaney's like really old school. <laughs> like he is, um, you know, I'm surprised we don't require suits and ties to show up at Game Fair. I mean, he's that old school. But keep going. And uh, well, did he? Fire you there or just say... I think it was like a warning. Go home? Or I, almost I, was got, a- I was like 14 years old and almost got fired from ice cream <laughs> scooping because I had a hole in my jeans. But uh-huh. <laughs> And the funny part is he's still Chuck today. You know, now I, I, you know, you and I host on the microphone and MC Game Fair all day long. And um, he's still every year always is looking at my jeans, waiting for me to show up with a hole and jokes <laughs> with me about it that he could still fire me on the spot if I had a hole in my jeans. But... I mean, people pay a lot of money for those holes in jeans. I'm telling you. Well, you were the you're probably the it's most ahead of the trend. You were think of it this way: you're now the most famous ice cream scooper they've ever had at Game Fair. Well, they still call me Scoop when I show up there. <laughs> they don't even say Laura; it's Scoop. And that's been a few years. It has been a few years. Scoop. Yeah, the food is good there. Yeah. Well, speaking of the food, we mentioned the walleye uh, dish there, the walleye fingers, um, and I always joke that I just caught those this morning, but. Um, uh, there's all kinds of things, uh, uh, your ice cream Euros, dishes, burgers, walking tacos. They've got sunfish fry. There you go. Yeah. They have turkey legs. They have ice, you know, fresh lemonade, ice cream. I mean, really you name it. There's all sorts of food there. It's and kind breakfast, of they have a pancake breakfast too. They have pancake breakfast. They have egg burritos, I think. I mean, really you could eat all your meals there all day if you wanted to. The one thing they do not have, which not many people ask for, but they do not serve alcohol on game fair grounds rightfully so because uh obviously there's a lot of people bringing in shotguns and things so alcohol and and ammo and things like that don't go together obviously so it is a 
a sober event, which is right up my alley. Yeah, and uh, it's a family event. It is so a family event. you don't need a dad there over drinking his beer or whatever. And, and that's been a policy of the Delaney's since the very first game fair. Uh, because when, uh, you know, you were invited to bring your shotgun, as you mentioned, or sh- shooting games, you don't need somebody out there. Uh, shooting games has had a just drank a six pack of beer, so no alcohol there. You can't even bring any on the ground. So, uh, and that's just a good policy, as you mentioned. Now we haven't we haven't told folks uh, where you and I will be at there. They can come by and say hello. Yes, we love chatting with game fair goers. Uh, we hang out at the information center, which is located at the center of game fair grounds. Um, all day, every day. And Game Fair is um, 9 to 5, all three days, mm-hmm. and um, both weekends. And we will be at the Information Center from 9 to 5. Sometimes my dad's not there because he's out introducing um, guests or seminars and sometimes takes a little bit longer to get back to the information tent. <laughs> so I end up holding down the fort for an extra long time alone. <laughs> Are you whining? <laughs> He's is out this, chatting. Is this whiny? Milling around with his friends. And I was like, wait. I have autographs to sign. Yes, Laura, the, yes. Amazing. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, so, yes, please come visit us. Stop by. Dad, you'll be selling your new book and your calendar at right. the Information Center. Um, exactly. That's also a very popular stop. I don't know if um, everybody knows that you have a new book out. What's the title of it? Ron Chera's Minnesota, mostly true tales of a life outdoors. Yeah. Um, which is a book that's compromised of a lot of your adventures and stories over the years yeah. and sharing what those were Yeah. in um, a book. And you've had a lot of really good feedback on, on that book. I have had good feedback. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, a variety of things, everything from my youth, uh, squirrel hunting, how I was the best squirrel hunter in all El- the land, Elmiki County, Iowa. No, I didn't go that fast. <laughs> it was, I was just that was a, a title I gave to myself. Of course, best squirrel hunter. Um, but uh, things that you can learn sitting in a tree, deer hunting. Um, um, you know, some animal rights people who would send me uh, threats because I shot a squirrel and, and ate it. Um, but uh, just a variety of of uh, stories. Uh, some fish that got away. Stories about, for example, how the Rapala lure was discovered in Minnesota. A lot of people don't know that. Um, also, how uh, it came to be that I played a role in finding the world record white-tailed deer uh, that was thought to be a Minnesota deer. But after the research came out that I initiated, it turned out it was a Wisconsin deer. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah. How did they find that out? Uh, did they have a driver's license? <laughs> no. On earth? Uh, just the story was the real, the true story. The guy shot it along the Yellow River, which is in Wisconsin, and uh, oh. they thought it was a Minnesota deer because uh, the head antlers were found years later in uh, in a Minnesota town. So they thought it was shot near there. Anyway. Stories like that are in the book, and um, uh, the calendar, of course, is a popular item, but the new 2023 calendars will be out. Um, Let's just talk about how long this calendar's been around. This calendar was born in, like, 1986, was it not? 87. 87. Yeah. 
that calendar has been around for a long time. And and it's like a great calendar and it's, People love this calendar. They stop by to get this calendar from you every single year. And the reason they love it, and I feel like we should explain this, is that the calendar has wildlife art in it. So you commission wildlife artists to submit their art for the calendar each year. So each year, every month is a different piece of wildlife art. And what people really appreciate about this calendar that you can't really get from a digital calendar, and that's why I think this calendar is still so popular today, is that people will cut out those pieces of art, which are probably like an, is it an eight by 15 or something? Eight by 12. Eight by 12 size, maybe eight by 15. Anyway, they'll frame those and put them in their cabin. They keep using the wildlife art, but also each day on your calendar, almost each day has a really interesting fact about wildlife, migration patterns, when sports shows are happening, um, interesting things that are going on in your backyard, when to feed wild birds. My birthday. Yeah, of course, a, that's the most important thing. Yeah, you actually give your address where to send cash, money, and <laughs> gifts. So make sure you read. Yeah, well, <laughs> surprise, they must not be reading it on that date. But um, but hey, that's a really unique calendar. The fact that it's been around since 1987, I mean, that's pretty cool. I have an opening for a sales manager for the calendar. Would you, you well, want to apply? We'll talk about the I comp. I'm sure I can't afford you. <laughs> What anyway. else? What else do we need to talk about? We're just about out of time, Laura. Well, I if you haven't attended Game Fair and you aren't an outdoor enthusiast whatsoever, or you have kids that love the outdoors and maybe you're not into it, or you have kids that want to fish and you don't know even where to begin, bring them to Game Fair. This is an all-encompassing outdoor, you know, festival event that is so unique. You're not going to find it really anywhere in the country unless you decide to go over to Europe, but. Um, you don't really understand it until you attend it. And with the seminars and the events going on, you can sit and watch the doggy games. It really is um, a very unique event. It's affordable to get in, um, and you can walk away with some great prizes. You can get some dog training tips. If you're looking for puppies, it's a great place to find a breeder or a place to um, further investigate, You know, maybe put your name on a list for puppies. There's not a lot of puppies for sale there. And we don't recommend necessarily buying puppies outside of Game Fair because some people set up tents and we those are not part of Game Fair. So just be aware of that. Laura, give them the dates and location one more time. Dates of Game Fair this year. It's Friday, August 12th through the 14th. And then the following weekend, August 19th, which is Friday through the 21st, 9 to 5, free parking. Unless you want to park really close, then you might have to pay like five bucks or something. But otherwise, there's free parking. And where is it? It is at Armstrong Ranch Kennels, which is located in um, Ramsey, Minnesota. So easy to get to. You'll spend all day there. Uh, the trick shooter is on typically around lunchtime and then also 4.30 towards the end of the day. That's probably the most popular seminar. Um, so if you want to make your time frame around that and bring your dog. Thank you very much, daughter Laura. That about does it for the Minnesota Bound Podcast. The stories behind the stories brought to you by... Connecticut Water Treatment Systems. We'd also like to thank the Minnesota Historical Society, Minnesota Propane Association, Star Bank, my favorite bank, Hewitt Docks, and North Dakota Tourism. Until next week, what do we say, Laura? Don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. <laughs>